0: Good afternoon. Welcome. It's the uh, Tuesday edition of the Laurie and Julia show. My talk 107. one oh seven Want Everything Entertainment. Julia is back with us today. But before we dive in, we got to congratulate Diana Kinkor. Of Brooklyn Center. She is our first winner of $107 in aptly July.
2: That's good for her.
0: Congratulations to Diana. Now, if you want a chance at winning, all you got to do is uh, download and register the new MyTalk app. If you already have the app, you are already registered. And we will continue this uh, contest through the end of July. And we'll announce a $107 winner every day until we're done. There we go.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great app. I was mm-hmm. just telling someone else about it today.
3: Okay. Julia, oh, yeah, we can't wait another minute. No. <laughs> You've returned from Chicago. I have. You've seen the show that we have been talking about at least for, it seems like forever, so that means it's been at least six or seven months. Right. It does us. seem
2: like forever. So Because maybe last fall we, we heard, heard about, about this show. Right. And so. one of our favorite Broadway shows is the one. Jersey Boys. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how they do it and tell the story of their life. And it's a jukebox musical type thing, but it's told in such a clever, fun way. All three of us have seen it several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And loved F- it.
3: Frankie Valley yep. and the Four Seasons.
2: So, what's happening now is they're previewing the share show in Chicago for five weeks before they take it to New York. Yeah. Okay. To Broadway. It's to Broadway. A, uh, so the previews have been running June 12th through July 15th. It's a short window of time. Mm-hmm. It's a very short window of time and they say it's going to premiere in New York at um sometime in like November. So here's how here's the setup how they've done this share show. It's okay. at the Oriental Theater which you probably saw the Kinky Boots preview at... Uh, yeah. It's the most gorgeous...
3: Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Downtown Beautiful. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Stunning old school... Right around the corner from Juliana Rantzak's Italian yeah, restaurant. B B-R-X whatever, or whatever it is. is. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Not too far from the Viagra Triangle, which I'm going to tell you okay.
3: about. Okay. All right. So,
2: <laughs> so I was in Chicago over the weekend and um, went to the Saturday night show. Great seats. Great seats. All full? good. I mean... Not full. Not full. Mm-mm, not full. Okay. Big theater. That's a huge theater, yeah. but it was not full. Okay, and um, actually, more tickets were. It was harder to get a ticket for the Sunday matinee than it was for Saturday night.
3: People maybe want to go out yep. dancing Ex- or something. Exactly, Lori. Whatever. Exactly. So go
2: to the share show. So excited. All right. It starts. So excited. Does they it have, start like
3: share like young share? Well,
2: what they do is they have three different shares telling the story, kind of at the same time. Which could be termed as confusing. Okay. So the person I was with didn't know that they were three different ages. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay? Because they didn't look that different. Hair, <laughs> well, one has the hair like the she just said it with the bangs long by the with ears sunny, and then long. Sixties right. share. And then there was the share parted down the middle, the share 70's show, 70's share Seventies. Share, okay. share, and then more wavy the after whatever share. Okay. The okay. forever it's, share. The forever share. But the actresses are playing are playing her, they're like, really, they're Tony nominees. I mean, mm-hmm. these are brilliant singers and um, stuff that they had playing Cher. So yeah. in addition to the three Cher's, you had Cher's mom, Georgina. Mm-hmm. You had um, Sonny Bono. Mm-hmm. You had um, Greg Allman. Yes. You had also Rob Camerati. The,
3: the Baker Boy. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And Bob Mackey.
3: Oh, I love it. Okay. Of course.
2: So the sh- the show is sprinkled. They tell the story. And I'm just going to say... Of Cher's life? Of Cher's life. Okay. Starting with her riding a tricycle out on the stage. Mommy, I'm different from everyone else, but you are different. And that's what makes you who you are. This is beautiful. Go for it. Blah, blah, blah. Then they... Sh- I mean, so much detail. Okay? Okay. Okay? <laughs> so now... oh This is so not good. <laughs> Georgina gets married... Well, you know, Georgina, the mom, gets Mm -hmm. married to a dude who takes Cher and Georgina to see Cinderella at the movies. At the Grauman Theater in Mm -hmm. L.A. Mm -hmm. Cher comes out of there singing all the songs beautifully and they recognize, you've got a voice, girl. You Mm -hmm. are ready to go. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we have to hear about the dad leaving.
3: Oh, dear. They can cut that out.
2: Okay. Okay. So, you know, what is my... Top line of how long I can stay at a show and sit minutes. in a seat.
3: 90 minutes. Okay. No. 90 all
2: minutes. All right. Started at 8 Mm-hmm. So we're getting into the show more now, and then she's meeting Sunny. Sunny, and
3: she's like 16 or yep, something. Yeah, and we're
2: hearing great musical things. The three different chairs are all telling the story together. It's sort of confusing. Yeah. And then we're meeting Sunny, and Sunny and her are going to Europe to make a big first, and then they come back, and then...
3: It was two and a half hours. Sorry. Oh, oh. oh, my. Did you have an intermission? Yeah. But Do still. Do you agree with Cher's thing that it needs some work? Yes, that some parts she liked, some she didn't, and it's, that she needed work. Had, that was
2: her summary. It, the, the, those singers were beautiful, even Sonny Singer, the Greg Almond, Rob Camalotti did not need to be in this. Yeah, he okay. added a half an hour, yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, the Bag of Boy oh, can be cut out. He could have been cut out. I mean, the music is fabulous because she they sing it's all, all the hit songs. It's yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, okay. But but in the costumes, Bob Mackie did all the costumes for it. So there's fantastic. There's fantastic dance lines. dance. Yeah. Really fun numbers. Does it need to be more like edited. Jersey Boys? It needs to be edited. Yeah. We need one person to tell the story, not three. Okay. Um, You need editing. I mean, Rob, why did we need him? Yeah, all right. What a waste uh, oh of time. Dear. Okay. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs>
3: And then well, or maybe he's gonna get cut. I mean, you oh, gotta believe but, they know but, these things. Did you talk, did anyone want your opinion? Did anyone say how did you like the show after? Or were you racing to get out of there to go do something else?
2: I racing the person to a bar. I was with who had never been to a show with me, one movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, but never a show. Yeah. And never a two and a half hour show mm-hmm. was very um interested in how many different positions I could put my body in, in my chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. You really find a lot of different places. At one point where my head was on my lap. Oh, no. And Rob (laughs) Kamalai was still talking. He's on my back. And I'm like, do you want to say that? Yes, of course. Oh, yes, of course. Me, too. Yeah. (laughs) Me, too. It's just too long. And it's too... There's too much detail that doesn't matter. Right. Because she has such a great life
3: story and they get in well, bog like us down. Like you said, like with the storytelling, how Jersey Boys, they how a they narrator. have a narrator. It needs a, a narrator. narrator. And yeah. this is what I think. Even the Carol King Beautiful, it's just a solo narration with the songs filling in the story. Right. For where you the are on song, the journey.
2: It, no, it was act it was trying to i mean when they had a greg allman Sonny bono solo
3: what does that need to be in there for it it's doesn't. the share show it doesn't that's right maybe that's what share was really meant i mean that one really it needs a lot of work and i'm not supposed to say that and i'm quoting share who saw it i have it right ago. here i mm-hmm. have it yeah. from her um yeah. she snuck
2: into the show she parts of the show could have been better. It needs work. I'm not supposed to say that, but I don't care. <laughs> right. And then she says she admitted the show was much, much better than she thought it would be, but some points dragged a little bit more than she would like. Sometimes my mind was wandering. wandering. <laughs> I think those are the parts that are gonna get better. better or get um, cut out. It sounds yeah. like you and Cher are on the same page yes. for the Cher show. And then, um, I've really said so much about my life. it would be silly for them to come up with a mother Teresa because they feel like she's too nice, the most critical person who ever do a, you know, yeah. it was just I mean, it was so exciting. I was having so much fun, but then it just kept going on and on and on and on and on and on <laughs> and I didn't need to know that Sonny and Jerry had to go get famous over here, and I didn't need to right, know right. about all these other they yeah. got better but they get broke better was glad broke I mean. And then when Greg Allman and Sonny Bono were doing <laughs> but it was the best it was one of the best acts because they had a dancer. Yeah. Um But still, it, what is that doing in nothing. the Cher show? Yeah. It's so but the Rob when Rob came and Rob stayed and he stayed and he stayed and he did stayed and Rob he stayed. sing? no. No. He, he, maybe he did. Maybe he
3: did. Oh even I worse. I think
2: what they were trying to show us is that she is she's a force. A, yeah, she's yeah. brilliant. She's had a number one hit in six decades in a row or seven or yes. whatever we're at these days. Thanks. She's She she was all, she trusted Sonny. She gave him everything, signed they, off on everything yeah. and ended up with nothing mm-hmm. and had to start over. She's a fighter. She came back. She was stronger. But I think, and then the thing with the guys, the Greg Ullman part and the Rob Kamalati part, I think that they were trying to show that... No one could be with her because it was too hard for them to be in her world.
3: Yeah, to be.
4: Because
2: Greg's from the Southern, you know, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and right. You but know they gotta I mean? pick a story angle. Oh and my god! Clean it. I mean, yeah. it, my f- but it was it. The music was brilliant. I mean, the songs were well, show stopping.
3: Yeah, that's why people will go to it. But Absolutely. it would be better if it was a it better needs, show.
2: Yeah, I I would like to edit it and okay. sit down at the table with them. Okay, very. Because good. there were a lot of older people there who seemed very patient. Yeah. Maybe they were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but, I mean, I loved it. It was a great experience. But it's way. Uh-uh.
3: Okay. Knees work. All right, we all, right we all understand what you're saying, Julia. You That's don't... my best review. I had more than it was okay. I got to watch TV and play the piano at the same time. Okay, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough. Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us, or thanks for hanging out with us on the app if you're listening to us yeah, on the My Talk app. Hi. That's, that's "Friends" by Marshmallow and and. Do you like
2: that song? Could that Marie. be a song of the summer? No. Do there, so. No, it's Lizzo. It's boys. I know, but I was looking for more music mm-hmm. that I liked. Yeah. Again, Drake the, has seven number ones out right now. I'm yeah. not interested in a lot of the music out right now.
3: Well, you just have to keep you just have to keep, and keep searching. You know what? That's why you got to listen to sometimes like radio stations to find out new songs and listen to kind of more of the off the beaten track or I, even college radio has always been a great right. place to hear the new I, music you for can sure. get it on itunes
2: yeah that's true they, they give, it give it to you all by the new music and everything. all right so i just have to tell you okay so i was in chicago all weekend mm-hmm. um and met up with your bonus daughter mm-hmm. and her fiance for breakfast yes. and in an area we were hanging out with a lot hanging out and spending time in which it's, is
3: like downtown
2: it's downtown chicago stay downtown chicago and um they, she goes you know where we are and i said yeah you know right whatever and she goes no we are in the viagra triangle and i'm uh, like is that whacker
3: and no, over no what?
2: no 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 it's it's rush it's a triangle between rush state and whatever East West Street. So oh, it's yeah. where um There's the, a dash, lot of fancy the hotels. Lux Bar, the Violet Hour, Gibson Bar and Steakhouse, the famous pizza place. You know, we hung out there a lot. And I'm like, what does that mean? She goes, Well, oh, this is where older guys go and, you know, kind of pick up younger girls. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, Well, we haven't experienced that. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. very it was very funny because
3: it was a funny thing. But when I started to look around You noticed. Yes. It. A little bit. Because it's kind of fancier places. Some of the nicer hotels are there. exactly, And it's not going to, that's not going to be where younger people are staying.
2: Exactly. It's going to be
3: people. But it's so busy because Mm
2: -hmm. last weekend when the boys were there, my brothers, your your husband, Mm -hmm.
3: she just said it was so miserably hot. Yeah. People just had to be in bars. Right. No one could really be outside. Well,
2: we were active the entire weekend. I think I know where every tennis court is. Up and down. You did not go to Chicago and play tennis? Tennis, roll bikes up and down the lake shore. Ride ride the the bikes. bikes.
3: And I've never ridden the bike up the lake shore. I used to rollerblade that when I would go to Chicago. I would bring them. It's so beautiful. It goes for miles. 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 It's
2: beautiful. And then found tennis courts up there. I played tennis every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every day, Um, which was super fun. And I didn't go out. At night? Well, to music? You didn't go to any blues or anything?
0: Mm-mm. too tired
2: too tired mm-hmm. it, yeah. active active I days i mean that biking and the That's sun true. and playing tennis mm-hmm. i thought i had heat stroke a couple times mm-hmm. um and um i was with someone who was very active so we were yeah. very active well listen but people
3: tons of tourists were there laurie always. always chicago is a, such a great summer city fall spring it's a great destination i mean it Always is. It is. And then I was thinking of when we used to take the people who won the shopping trip Mm -hmm.
2: and um, we went on that architectural river tour. Yeah, that's fun too. Still a favorite of everybody's there. Didn't get a chance to do that, but it was just beautiful. Anyway, anywho, it's
3: it's a nice, easy trip. It is. Yeah, because it's so close and, you know. Yeah, we got to get going because uh, let's talk about the couple who's not playing tennis on their two-day trip to Ireland. That what are would they- be Harry and Meghan, okay? Just what they a
5: few short hours, Meghan and Harry said... Set- all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And it-
3: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: To bring their Royal Charm Offensive to Ireland for their first official overseas trip as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex.
4: Well, this trip is a continuation of the tour of the country that Harry and Meghan did before their wedding. And now it'll be their first time in Dublin as a couple They'll spend two days there, really learning about the heritage and culture of the country and the city itself.
1: And while royal fans eagerly await the couple's arrival, one question we'll all be asking, what will she be wearing?
4: Last week, Meghan's closest (laughs) friend, Jessica (laughs) really actually. London to go through wardrobe options with Megan So what we'll be seeing over the days ahead Will be very much a collaborative effort With her best friend
1: Longtime friend and stylist Jessica Maroney Has been the force behind the Duchess's Evolving style Helping Megan navigate her new world As she transitioned from Hollywood actress To member of the royal family
4: Megan and Jessica are constantly on the phone And exchanging emails Discussing style constantly. options in fact, Last week one of the reasons Jessica flew in Was to help style Megan yellow branded Maxwell dress Lady Gaga's former stylist um, she was very much instrumental in bringing that relationship together and he'll be someone that we'll see Meghan wear a lot more of over the months ahead.
1: But before leaving for Dublin, Uncle Harry and Aunt Meghan attended the <laughs> christening Uncle of Harry. their 11 week old nephew that's Prince it. Louis. Okay Danny, that's
3: good we yeah, gotta okay. stop it with that. Yeah. So they're on a Brexit ambassadorship if you will to reinforce uh, European relationships you know representing with- the UK Exactly. That's why they're there. And so Donnie posted today, this morning, they did the celebration of the Royal 100th anniversary of the British Royal Air Force. So uh, they're all out on the balcony and now they've arrived in uh, Ireland and Ireland and it's already night and she's wearing uh, belts and boat necks are her signature thing. But now that she's not with the Queen, no nylons and her hair is flowing in out of, out of the chignon and they've invited an unprecedented amount of press with them. Really? She's been getting nitpicked in the British press. So what do you do? Invite him along. That's That's right. You just give the press more access, and sooner or later, people are going to start being nice. I can't shut it down. It's
0: going viral.
1: This is the My Talk Now Trending Report.
0: Interesting day on the World Wide
5: Web. Indeed.
0: It's cow appreciation day today, so if you uh, see a cow, give it a hug. They want to be appreciated. Also trending Southwest Airlines all day today. They will no longer serve peanuts on their flights they're going to cut those out starting this summer and that is to protect allergic passengers warner brothers they want to build a one hundred million dollar tramway to take you up to the hollywood side it'll take you six minutes to ride up the uh, the one mile route up to the hollywood we will see and also treading today bright pink it seems that bright pink is actually the world's oldest known color they have found bright pink in some rocks some fossils that date back one billion years there you go that is what's trending here at my talk 1071 your forecast brought to you by triple a movers partly cloudy 70 for the low tonight tomorrow another hot one sunny and 92 right now it's 81 here at my talk
1: now you know what we know see more at MyTalk 1071.com what did i do wrong this time
3: There's parents for you very loyal should i have my back with you? this Just want to make this, work. Make this work. For me to listen to you, but you don't ever hear my words. You don't want to know my Hey everyone, yeah. welcome back to my talk 1071. We are so excited to have Erin Carlson join us. And she has covered the arts and entertainment industry for the Hollywood Reporter and the Associated Press and her just sweet, fabulous book. Uh, which if you are a movie fan, you'll love reading. It's called I'll Have What She's Having, How Nora Efron's Three Iconic Films Save the Romantic Comedy. Hi, Erin. Hi, thanks so much for having me on.
2: Absolutely. What a great book. And you're talking about, you know, the three great movies that starred Meg Ryan. And we're talking about When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle.
3: And You've Got Mail. And You've
2: Got Mail. So how did you decide to put together a book on Nora Ephron's Saving the Romantic Comedies?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, I am obsessed with these rom-coms. Just obsessed. So are we. I grew up with them, and I thought, you know, I had been writing about arts and entertainment for so long that I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to write a book. And I sat and thought about it, and I was like, if I could write a book, I'd write a book about Nora Ephron's romantic comedies. And um, somehow it all got together. (laughs) I even got to talk to Tom Hanks for it. I know. And it turned out to be a really really fun thing to do and when I was working on it I felt like I was on the, the set and being on a Nora Ephron film set is like the best thing ever and um, because you know number one the catering is so good because she <laughs> loves food <laughs> and you know what I think you know for like maybe
3: younger people and they go well who the heck was Nora Ephron um because if you I remember how I first learned about Nora Ephron was reading about how her marriage went kaput to Carl Bernstein from the Washington Post who did wa- it wa- you know, the Watergate thing. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, who is that? Wow, they had this wild marriage that was being reported on in People magazine, like they were, you know, actors or something. And I was intrigued and then kind of just started following, I guess everything Nora was doing because she was just so different.
1: Oh yeah and what's funny is that like she had this explosive second divorce to Carl Bernstein. He left her when she was um 7 months pregnant with it, with their second child. That's right. right. And he left her for another woman. So Nora was humiliated and she you know got her revenge by writing a tell all called Heartburn. Oh, that was a movie. Um, you know, like, it was turned into a movie starring Meryl Streep mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson as um, Nora and Carl Bernstein. Mm-hmm. So, she was known as this kind of vengeful woman, this angry divorcee. So, when um, she started writing and then directing romantic comedies, her image totally changed. Mm-hmm. And now she's kind of like, she's associated with the rom- romantic comedy and also with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And, and it, yeah, you're go ahead. Bringing them together as one of the most iconic screen couples of all time.
3: Well, what in reading your book, I mean, and even when you look at the back, how it's sourced. I mean, it seems like everyone w- w- was willing to talk to you on the record about their impressions of you know working on Sleepless in Seattle, when Harry met Sally. It, you've got male. I mean, you got so much good,
1: um, just juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like, that was the fun part because that was the part where I got to be my own um, personal Nora Ephron and do some Mm -hmm. investigative reporting. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my favorite people to talk to was Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me lots of good stuff. Um, You know, for instance, when he met Nora, he was at this weird kind of stage in his career He had done a string of flops, like Bonfire of the Vanities, Mm -hmm. and was looking to change his career and, you know, get on that Oscar-winning streak, you know, Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, and so on. So, he was intrigued by her script because it was such a hot property. You know, Madonna, Jimmy Moore wanted that Meg Ryan role. Is this in Sleepless in Seattle?
3: Sleepless in Seattle, right?
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. That's right, and um, and Tom Hanks, you know, he was interested in the in the character of Sam Baldwin because Sam Baldwin was an adult going through a real world circumstance. He was a widower looking for a second chance at life, mm-hmm. and Tom was attracted to that because Rita Wilson had given him a second chance, his second wife, and she really grounded him and changed his life for the better. Mm-hmm. So he was interested. In that role, but he wasn't so sure about Nora because she was, you know, a novice director and uh, he didn't know if he could trust her. Okay. Meanwhile, she didn't think he was good looking enough. (laughs) Oh, funny. (laughs) Because he wasn't like Cary Grant. Right. But then they met at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And, of course, Tom can charm anybody. She met him and saw that. You know, he was just funny and sexy in his own offbeat way. Right. So, and that was the start of their longtime creative partnership. Like, they would send scripts back and forth to to each other. He would go on vacation with her and her family on David Geffen's yacht. It was all so glamorous and fabulous. And um, and then they also did You've Got Mail together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you Which, know what? I, Sorry, go ahead. That, <laughs> well, I was just
3: going to, yeah, finish your story with uh, uh, with Tom. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so we cut you off, Erin. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a rambler.
2: And I okay. I'm so so are we? So are we? So if you're just joining us, we're with Erin Carlson. She wrote the book. I'll have what she's having. um, talking um, and done ma- amazing research and backstories on how Nora Ephron's three iconic films: When Harry Met Sally, um, I'm Sleepless in, Sleepless in Seattle. In Seattle. And you've got male became, you know, just reinvigorated re-in- the rom-com, which we hadn't seen in quite a while. And we're, and I were passionate about these movies and I miss a rom-com today. I don't think they do any, um, for us, but you're, you're just telling us the stories about, uh, you talked to everybody was, how did Meg Ryan get cast? Tell everybody how she got cast. Cause then Nora kept her in the three lead parts
1: of her movies. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Meg Ryan um, was not originally supposed to be in Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Dennis Quaid, her ex-husband, her then-husband at the Mm -hmm. time, and Kim Basinger were going to do the movie. But Nora did not think they were funny enough. Okay. (laughs) So um, Kim dropped out of the, the picture, and then... Nora had to have a lunch with Meg to convince her to do the movie without Dennis, and she was okay with that. And um, then Tom was brought on, and then um, yeah, they made they made movie history. That film um, made more than two hundred and twenty million worldwide. Yeah, and, and Meg I mean- became a huge star after that
3: yeah she really did and I like your story that you found out about the whole fake orgasm the whole thing from your I'll have what she's having how that came to be and when Harry met Sally I mean that's like one of the dishy stories that you have in the book um which I just thought was hilarious how that all came about
1: oh yeah so so they were all doing a table read for that, the orgasm scene in When Harry Met Sally. And originally in the script, she was just supposed to tell Billy that women fake orgasms. That's all that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So they were doing the table read, and Meg is like, you know, why don't I just act it out? And Billy and Nora and Rob Reiner was, were like, wait, you would do that? you know, you would actually act out an orgasm. And she's like, yeah, why not? And Billy was like, how about we do it in, the, you know, at a deli? And, <laughs> and he's like, and how about an old lady who says, I'll have what she's having. And who could play the old lady? Rob Reiner's mother, Estelle Reiner. And Rob was like, great, I'll call her and we'll get it all together. So the day comes to film the scene. Rob is sweating bullets. Because he does not want to film an orgasm scene in front of his mother, Mm -hmm. and Meg is in her trailer outside of Katz's Deli, sweating bullets because she doesn't want to act out the orgasm. (laughs) What? What would Dennis Quaid think? Exactly. And Rob Reiner's like, "Don't worry, it's not a sex thing; it's comedy. Who cares?" But of course, he was nervous too. Yeah. So they get down to the table. She's sitting across from Billy, and Billy's having the time of his life. In between takes, he's going up to get sour tomatoes and hot dogs, and just sitting back and watching it all happen. And Meg is like, oh, "I can't do this." So Rob is behind the camera. He's like, "You know, let me show you how it's done." He was an all in the family. He's an yes, actor, right? So he was like um, pounding his fists and like <laughs> you know fake orgasming and um, just like, you know, going for it. And Meg was like, you know, I can do that and I can do it better. So she um, basically nailed every take. Mm -hmm. She did about 37 takes. Wow. And it took all day. And in between every take, she would run out to her trailer and hide. <laughs> so funny.
3: And, I mean, even your story about how when they brought the idea of having fake orgasm as a part of the script, all the men were completely shocked that that was
1: something that women did do. Oh, yeah. Rob Reiner was like, that doesn't happen with me. And, oh, and sounds like a typical yeah. male. <laughs> right? Typical, typical yeah. male. And um, he barged into the windowless office where they kept all the women who worked at Castle Rock, his studio. And he was like, "Is this true? Do you, do women fake orgasms?" And everybody raised hands. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, like that's, that's very like, funny. Gotta, what do you know? Like, this this got to be in the movie.
2: When so, Aaron, you know, like Lori and I love romantic comedies. Hugh Grant kind of took over for a while. You know, with a lot of his movies. Is, do you think that Hollywood will get back to making some of these? Oh, my gosh, for sure.
1: I mean, um, I don't know if you guys saw The Big Sick. that you yes, yes. loved, loved it. You loved it. I loved it, too, and it's also set in Chicago where I'm from, so oh. I loved it even more. Um, I think there's a turning point now in that, um, you know, The Big Sick was – a big hit kind right. of a, made know, for very hit. little money and this is what hollywood likes to notice right and it's also a bit of counter programming because there's like all these spider you know spider-man yeah. oh, yeah. superhero movies that i don't like to see mm-hmm. do we. so when a movie like that is at the theater it's just refreshing yes so it's that the popularity of that The popularity of The Big Sick has sparked a new interest in romantic comedy. That's... Like, and Netflix has one called Set It Up mm-hmm. with Taye Diggs and Lucy Liu. And then, of course, rom-coms are all over TV. Right. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Right. Um, the Mindy Project, which um, is now over, but that was, like, one of the pioneering TV rom-coms. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, Aaron, we've got to, a we've book. got to go. We're we I love your book. I mean, if you it's just if you love movies and it is just fascinating and I loved all the people that you talked to. It was just it was just a sweet treat of a book, I have to say. Thank you. Thank
1: you for reading and enjoying. Yes. And uh, I love Minneapolis. Oh, good.
3: <laughs> well, maybe Aaron,
1: maybe, show again. maybe you should write a rom-com. Do you have an That's idea for thinking. a movie? I have so many ideas, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think I'm going to start one soon. All right.
3: Oh, well, keep keep writing, and uh, thanks so much for being on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye. When we come back, we've got a couple copies yes to give away, 651-641-1071. When we come back, we have got to uh, remember an uh, original person, Barbara Carlson, who passed away, who worked here at, she worked at KSTP for 11 years. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about Babs. Sometimes it isn't in my blood. It isn't in my blood. I'm looking through my phone again to be alone again. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to my talk 1071. Uh, uh, Brad Lane is joining us, and he is. Uh, what the heck is your job over there at ESPN, Brad? I'm the program
5: director. Yeah,
3: damn it. I knew it was something important. <laughs> something big.
5: <laughs> but we no, have No, Br- called the B. Arthur of, uh, of, uh, of, of the, the sports ESPN. talk. Station, so
3: yeah. So, that- yeah, So, yeah. So, I actually learned on Twitter somebody tweeted me last night and said, I hope you ladies are going to talk about Barbara Carlson. She was a one of a kind. She had passed away at the age. Of eighty and she was a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And Brad, you worked with her for how long? Four left, years. Four, four years. Four years. Long, long, long years. years. Hey, that's how we more, met. Yeah. That's yes. how
5: Lori and I met was she came to Sturgis mm-hmm. with your little creation. With our body purse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um
2: and this was the morning show at KSTPA.
5: Yeah, 1500. Yeah. 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 Was it, so, so it was, the was 2000?
3: It
2: like was about,
5: 98 through, well, that was, yeah, the yeah, summer so of 2000 was, was when we were there, but the show was from 98 till 2002.
3: Yeah, and so. and uh, the receptionist here, Susan, she just took pity on me because I was desperate to talk to somebody on the radio. <laughs> I was like, somebody local needs to be on top of these So nipples. you drove out to yeah. Sturgis
5: to, to well, look us Well, I up.
3: drove here and Susan said, I will get these to Barbara. She likes me. And I said... Beg her to have me on the show. And somebody called me a few weeks later. I don't know if it was you and you. The only Probably spot good, you no, guys. No, was
5: Goodrich. I wouldn't have called you.
3: The <laughs> only one who would. If you want to come out to Sturgis. I said, well, we just happened to be uh, going out to Sturgis to sell our nipples. Nobody's
5: at. happening to go out to I Sturgis. I know, but, we were... but
3: she said, you guys said, okay, you can come to the country kitchen. Barbara's broadcasting.
5: By the way, Barbara nearly got us killed in Sturgis. Tell
3: us a story. Okay, so you worked with her for four years years
2: and you did the morning show yep.
5: what was your job i was the i was one of the main producers i ran the board okay. kind of a personality on the show and All i right. did a lot of bits i did yeah. a lot of parody you stuff, gave me songs, a lot of crap and... about
3: my nipples and barbara was very supportive i just remember that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> that
2: so so you know
3: we've heard stories
2: around the building and i worked briefly selling ads at kstp am and i had this a couple things about Barbara. I remember her rolling into the old KSTP building and her old was a Chrysler LeBaron convertible or something. Oh,
5: I came after that. Oh, she, she had did. like a Tahoe or okay. some big SUV yeah, and after I, that. And she was did just. Did it have wrappers like McDonald's well, yes, wrappers and, and stuff coming cans out. Would yeah. Come yeah. out of the it car. Would come jiggling out and it was there. a convertible. Absolutely. So yeah. what. She took real good care of herself. What
3: was it like? Because she was larger
5: than life. She's I mean, a is that an
3: accurate description, I would she say. She was
5: bombastic. She was salacious. She was kind. Raisin. I wouldn't call her kind. <laughs> I loved was, listening to her. Same. Yeah. She was entertaining as mm-hmm. hell. Yeah. Um, but she had the ability to get under <laughs> your skin? Everyone's skin mm-hmm. because she had no filter. She didn't have the ability to kind of know boundaries. And so whether it was somebody we were interviewing, a political uh, person, a government official, she would. So. I hear you're having an affair on the side. I mean, just you'd be like, <laughs> That's "Oh my was god!" So great. I saw it. That you know. Was... And th- but then she would do the same thing to us. You know, you, she would overhear us talking, and then she'd bring something something up on the. So, Brad, I hear you hate your mother-in-law, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, "Wait a minute, right?" So she was. She had no boundaries. That was the thing. It, it made for great radio, but right. it was it was really tough for her in terms of any relationships that she yeah. had and developed. I mean, obviously, she told. Everything about Arnie Carlson. B- well, not only Arnie, but Pete mm-hmm. uh, Anderson. I mean, she talked about his, you know, his Wizna. Yeah, yep. yeah. And his his the original Wizenator was Pete. Yeah. yeah. Um. So <laughs> she was, but I have to tell you, one ama- It's not a story, but it happened almost daily. Was down the hall. Of course, we did the show, you know, in the studio next door, mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, we're
2: talking about Barbara Carlson. She. Passing.
5: It was. I mean, it was hard on anybody. You get up at two thirty in the morning, three o'clock to do a morning show, it's hard enough. And especially for somebody like her who doesn't take care of herself. So she would be sitting out there on that couch, you know, and just beside the studio, and she'd be reading, doing some light reading before the show.
2: And she, would, she sounds like me. She would, she would
5: she would fall asleep invariably almost daily. Uh-huh. And, you know, Fritos all over her because, she again, she didn't eat very well and whatever. So, see, we would sneak by her and get into the studio and start the show at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And she'd be... You know, just out there snoring, and so we'd go in and start the show about five twenty. You know, she'd swing open the door. I
1: can't believe that. Walk me up or
5: whatever. <laughs> you know, the other guys on the show would be like, You know, you're making six figures. You can get your own butt up, yeah. you know, to come in there. But she would fall asleep every day before the show out there and, and we'd walk but right he had by he had a show for
3: 11 years. You well, know. It, was it was off, and on. off and on. That's a little bit misread okay. uh, uh,
5: in the in the newspaper. She had the show that she did from 9 to 11, which was mostly the hot tub show that right. everyone remembers, remembers from mm-hmm. Kenwood and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That was went until 97 until she ran for mayor. mayor okay. So she tried to unseat mayor, Sales Belton. Yes, and, right. and she, she would have won if she hadn't ran like a talk show host and actually, because she had great ideas. Right. Bar- Barbara called herself, or maybe somebody else termed this for. Her, she was a Republican who didn't like to pay taxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh okay. no, a Democrat who didn't like, like to pay taxes. taxes. So okay. she was very socially uh, liberal yeah. and whatnot. But she, um, so then in '98 when she came back, we started Babs and the Boys. And okay,
3: and then that ran for
2: Ellen. even the
5: playing field. There was four boys to one woman. Yeah. So When
2: uh, were you kicked off the air? Did your show end? Did, Barbara How did it all blow up?
5: I, I started moving up the food chain, but Barbara started, uh, she had health issues yeah. and she couldn't continue. Rest in peace, Barbara
1: Carlson. She was thank, a one of a kind. Thank you, Brad.